Tis the sound of revival, victory, 91.5. What a fun morning it's been having uh, Ray Haynes, the general manager here at Victory, 91.5, also our Bible teacher, getting us uh, prepared for the fall feast. And uh, sort of sad, we've come to the uh, end of our time uh, together today. Yeah, overlapping to your time, though, so it means uh, you get to get back to what you're doing, and I'll, uh, I might just take myself a nap. These early mornings are just... Uh, <laughs> not your cup of tea. Not, well, not my cup of coffee with all the sugar and milk, and then apparently it puts me right back to bed. Well, we've been looking at the Lord's Prayer back in the Hebrew, the ancient documents that reach back uh, prior to the Greek that we have in our, our New Testament currently. And so it just gives you a, another voice, nothing wrong with the Greek. There's absolutely uh, nothing at all wrong with the Greek. It's a perfect, uh, really good sound translation. Uh, it just gives you another voice, and it, it gives you a chance to uh, learn things from a different perspective. Every language has its uh, you know, idiosyncrasies, and Hebrew, especially in Aramaic, have their idioms and those things. And so when you uh, open up a new language, you, you just see things from a little different perspective. And since this would have been the language Jesus actually taught it in, and it does add that extra element for me, which is really, really special, what I was looking for. So the ending of the Lord's Prayer is where we're at. Vial tivienu lide niseyon vishomrenu mihora, which is, and do not bring us into the hands of a test and protect us from all evil. Normally in the say New King James, you say, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So a couple of big concepts in there that the Hebrew uh, kind of gives some clarity to and also just maybe gives a, a different perspective to. The Greek word uh, periesmos means temptation, testing, or a trial. Uh, and it's a fine word. In Gethsemane, Jesus told them to say, stay awake and pray that you'll not be put to the test. That's that same word. In the end times, because you've kept my word of patient endurance, I'll keep you from the hour of trial, periosmos again. There is coming on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. So this word and this concept, it's not just in the Lord's Prayer. It's all throughout Scripture. So when the Hebrew Matthew manuscript comes to this question, is it a test? Is it a temptation? Uh, it uses niseon, which is the word test. Do not bring us into the hands of a test. So a lot of people, the struggle is, are, is God tempting us? You know, it's confusing from a scriptural point of view is uh, this Lord's Prayer part of it is it just, it's like a little speed bump you hit and you go, uh, what am I praying again? So do not bring us into the hands of a test is the Hebrew. A similar prayer is found in the Babylonian Talmud. Do not bring me into the hands of sin or into the hands of a test, or into the hands of shame. Now, tests reveal our character and faithfulness. Job was tested. Abraham was tested. Yeshua, Jesus, was tested. Uh, meanwhile, some tests we bring on ourselves. And when we step out of God's will and open ourselves up to deception and evil, that's on us, right? But even more so, we need our Father to help us recognize sin to resist it and defeat any and every form of evil that tries or succeeds in getting into our lives. So this is what they call Hebrew parallelism. Help us escape being in a position where our sin brings us to a place of testing. It's a little complicated, but that's what it's talking about there. Now, the other aspect of this you may have never thought about yet, but um, we can also test or tempt God to act against us. And I've always felt like this particular section has a lot to do with that too. 
because the Lord Prayer comes from the Exodus journey. Go back to the Exodus. And the uh, Lord said to Moses, how long will this people despise me? How long will they not believe in me in spite of all the signs that I've done among them? See, God blessed them. The miraculous signs and miracles were supposed to produce belief in them, but in every obstacle they faced, it revealed their lack of belief, which it says tested the Lord, Numbers fourteen twenty two. But as surely as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of Jehovah. For all these men who've seen my glory and my signs, and that's the word oath, it's a, it means not only signs, but a flag or a miracle. All those who've seen that, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice, and it continues, of course, he's going to judge them, and he, he sends them into the desert for 40 years. So when God's dealing, it's, these aren't just miracles for their own sake. They're to show something, to act as a sign or a flag lifted up. So when we say, God, lead us not into temptation, there's things in our life that God is doing that are supposed to be there to remind us God is with us, God is for us. So Exodus 17, therefore the people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test or tempt or contend or quarrel with the Lord? And he called the name of the place Massah or Meribah because of the quarreling of the people of Israel and because they tested the Lord by saying, is the Lord among us or not? So when we're asking God to help us avoid tests or temptation, we're also praying that we wouldn't doubt him or refuse to believe him and so put him to the test. So it goes both ways. And so get that little extra addition from the Hebrew. And that brings up the last word of the prayer in Hebrew, amen. We say amen, same thing in New King James. Uh, Amen, or amen means so be it, may it be so, and yes, it is true. Amen shares two of its root letters with truth, which is omet. And since truth should be confirmed, saying amen is affirming what was proclaimed. Like, on the time of Jesus, there was a deed of transaction. It was found from the time of in the first century, early in the first century. And here's what it says in this deed. Amen, amen, or ani lo Hashem, which means truly, truly, I am innocent. So saying amen was to claim innocence. Amen meant you can believe this. It's true. As in, I'm innocent. I didn't do it. So when we say amen, especially to the Lord's Prayer, we're not just ending a prayer. (laughs) We're in a very large sense binding ourselves by an oath to what we have said. Amen, amen. It's true, I swear. Truly, truly, I swear it's true. So we're testifying to God's identity, too. In Revelation 3.14, Jesus identifies himself as... These things says the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the first fruits of the creation of God. He actually uses amen as a description of himself. So amen, your word is truth.